1170. The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. More dynamite. Andrea K. Show. Glad to have y'all here with me this Monday evening. It's a holiday, so things are kind of dead here. I got to be honest, they're kind of dead here in the AM 1170 studios. But that's okay because it is never, I, I shouldn't say this in this reference tonight, I guess. But you know, it's colloquialism or whatever it's called. It's, it's never dead here on the Andrea K. Show. We always bring some explosive um, content to you all. At least I try to, at least in my own uh, way that I can, all 102 pounds of me, as much dynamite as I can pack into a show, given it's 102 pounds, speaking it, telling it like it is, no fake news here. Joining me as always is my buddy, my partner in crime, DJ Carrot Sticks. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> there was no dynamite in that, baby. How are you? It, was that because it's President's I've Day? I've been watching you for the last couple of weeks. It's been a great success. Fantastic. Is that it? The, tr- the Trump called in just to say that. Oh, he did, especially on President's Day. That's so amazing that he called in to wish me uh, success and tell me how good of a job I'm doing. Back Man, at you. You're ya. really beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Why, thank you. Now I have I'm, to hang up on him. I, <laughs> I know he's practically a heavy breather. <laughs> you know what? Back at you, big guy. Even that comb over that you got is beautiful. He's got the big, bad, beautiful border across his head. We're going to be talking a little bit about that coming up in the show. Hey, whatever you want to talk about, whatever is on your mind, give us a call here because DJ Carrot Sticks is going to be man in the phones. The number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. It is President's Day, and I don't know who your favorite president is. So many conservatives, their favorite president is the obvious. Uh, My man, Ronald Reagan, who was uh, the president of, you know, I have uh, three books on my coffee table and all three of them are about the great Ronald Reagan. So he is my favorite president of all time. But I thought today might be a good day, uh, especially with the topics at hand. This is a great day to be thankful for who we do not have as president of the United States, and that's Hillary Clinton. Can you imagine right now what we would be dealing with With this latest mass shooting, if we had Hillary Clinton as president, the first thing the president, the the best first, and if he did nothing else as president of the United States for us, was the nomination of Judge Gorsuch on the United States Supreme Court. Because can you imagine the grab that would be going on right now with our guns if Hillary Clinton was president? It wouldn't be a debate anymore over increased background checks or anything else if for no other reason, let's give thanks today for having Donald Trump as our president and for protecting us from the gun grab that is still going on. It's still going on, but not to the degree that it would be if we had Hillary Clinton. And who is jumping in on that, by the way? Uh, so much to talk about with this with the, with this shooting situation in Parkland. Um, we have um, John Kasich. Kasich, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy. The Spitter. Let's call him the Spitter since I don't know how to pronounce his name. Governor of Ohio, who I'm not even sure he carried his own state when he ran in the primaries. He might have won Ohio and nothing else. I don't know because my own family and, and their friends back in Ohio voted for President Trump during the primaries. But he came out today 
angry at President Trump because he's just not showing leadership. It's it's as though Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton wrote his his speech today that he came out and said on CNN, and he posed the question, and I'm going to pose it out there to you all. He said, if if the government right now passed a law banning the sale of AR-15s, what would you lose? And that to hear a, a supposed Republican ask, "What would you lose?" It, it's it, 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 is the term oxymoron. Let me let me let me rephrase that question. If we Denied you your Second Amendment rights. What would you lose besides your Second Amendment rights? Right now, we need some sanity. Uh, Kasich was right about one thing. We need some leadership in this country. We need somebody to step up and start talking about the actual causes of this. And what the left has done and that what they always do really well is they prey on people's emotions. And one of the ways in which they're preying on people's emotions today is they're preying on the victims, i.e. the high school kids themselves. This March, they are being used as props to push gun control. Reports come out today that this March by these high school kids, that these kids were reports have come out that they were being blasted. Their phones were on blast, pressuring them to go to these supposed uh, gun violence prevention rallies, which were nothing but uh, gun grab rallies. That's going on today. And I'm not going to pile on these kids because I I remember what it was like to be 16 and stupid. Because you know what? Almost every 16-year-old is stupid in some way or another. That's why we don't let 16-year-olds buy alcohol. That's why we don't let 16-year-olds buy cigarettes. We don't let most of them drive in, in, in some states... Uh, I, you can drive at 15, some at 16, you still got to prove, you know, uh, and, and it's a little bit of a long way before you can even get behind the wheel of a car. We certainly, we don't let 16 year olds vote in this country, but we're supposed to take our cues in terms of gun control legislation on the part of 16 year olds. Listen, you know, they are victims right now. I am not going to say anything against any of these good hearted kids that are coming out and, and are saying what they're saying today. But shame on any of the Democrats, shame on anybody in the schools down in Florida for using them as props today. One of the one of the things that nobody's really talking about here in terms of this gun control thing, I think, besides Liz Wheeler from One American News, is the fact that the government we're supposed gun control. So many people talk about gun control laws and gun control legislation from the standpoint of, like I just did, our civil liberties. Sometimes from the role of self defense. But what about the fact that we have, if we if we allow our guns and our gun rights to be infringed upon in any way, what we're saying is, is that we're going to put our trust in government to keep us safe. But look at what's happened in Florida. How many agencies? Failed here in this situation, and I'm not even hearing many Republicans. When I'm hearing Kasich come out, and I'm hearing even um, the guy Langford from uh, from I think he's from Oklahoma. I'm hearing Cornyn. I'm even hearing Donald Trump talk about increased background checks. It's like, wait a second here. This guy passed a background check. Even even to send the message that increased background checks is any way a solution is is continuing to push the idea that government can keep us safe. We had the FBI. We had social services that visited this kid's home on multiple occasions. We had the school system as well as the school teachers and the school superintendent all knew about this kid. His his family, who supposedly put him up for three months, is, is quick to come out on Good Morning America today and say well, they didn't know anything about it except that they knew he, that he had weapons. And why would you, and they said that they didn't know him very well. Well, why would you let some stranger, some 19-year-old move in with you with weapons if you didn't know whether or not he was, you know, half cracked 
or not. Our government is what failed here. And then on top of it, we cannot put government in control of our lives and trust government. Why is anybody out there, particularly Republicans, saying that they in any way want to trust governments? On this President's Day, what was Ronald Reagan's, one of his famous quotes? The scariest words is that I'm the government and I'm coming to take care of you. So enough of that. We need every Republican en masse to be working as hard to push the truth that this is a cultural issue here that we are not t- as i've talked about multiple times here on the show even if you even if you believe that the reason why what's changed from when kids 25 years ago were rolling up to high schools with loaded gun racks on the back even if you think it's because of an increase in mental health issues why why we've got to look at our culture we've got to look at media and we've got to look at the news media we've got to look at our music we've got to look at our entertainment industry all of which pushed hard to remove god and values and personal accountability and putting trust in god not state all the left all pushed for that to be removed and then on top of it they pushed to increase violence in this country and it started as increasing violence on tv increasing violence in in video games and now it's just flat out pushing violence against other americans we actually, a clip rolled out today, thank you to Terry Cooper, a friend of mine on Facebook, who made me aware of this, of this clip, to where we have this comedian, ha, 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 flat out calling for violence against white people. DJ Carrot Sticks, do you happen to have that clip available? I want you guys to hear this, and tell me if you think that this is acceptable just because under, it's under the guise of comedy. I'm going to live in a world with real equality. I want to live in a world where an equal amount of white kids are shot every month. (laughs) An equal world. I want to see white mothers on TV crying. There is absolutely in no way that that should be acceptable as comedy in this country. You You couldn't say anything even remotely like that about the OBGT community in this country right now. You couldn't say anything like that at all in this country right now about Muslims. Why is that acceptable to say that? That is fostering violence in this country under the, under the, the false shield of comedy and the entertainment industry. That is an abomination. What's happening in this culture, this is a cultural issue. I want to point out a couple of stats, and then we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to, add, we're going to get an answer to the question of, uh, were Russians' rights denied? Whose rights were denied by Russians, and were the Russians' rights denied? But here's a couple of numbers to throw out there that prove that it's a cultural issue out here. In 2018, the left keeps pushing the fact that I think there's been five school shootings uh, since 2018 started. Since 2018 started, 137,000 abortions. 137,000 abortions. And the same Democrats today that are out there pushing and preying on the victims in order to push their gun grab under the false guise of pretending to care about children are the same people that were high-fiving not too long ago because they successfully shut down a ban of late-term abortion in which children are murdered. This isn't about caring about lives. This is, this is about liberalism is where liberty goes to die. This is about a power grab over us. We have a culture issue in this country. When we come back, uh, we're going to pick this conversation up. Hey, I want to hear from you guys. The number is 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Coming up is Herb London from the London Center of Policy Research, and he's going to answer the question. We're, uh, whose rights did the Russians deny or were the Russians' rights denied? 
a little bit of a tongue twister. It's kind of like Peter picked a, picked a bike of pickled peppers. <laughs> the Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. On the eve of Civil War, Abraham Lincoln concluded his first inaugural address with two sentences of incandescent eloquence. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection, he said. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. These words remind us that Lincoln, whose legacy we honor on President's Day, became one of the greatest English prose writers in history, despite his background as an impoverished frontier boy with only a year of schooling. His rise constitutes one of the American miracles that should inspire anyone willing to look with open eyes at our uniquely blessed past. Lincoln followed the approach later recommended by Bismarck. Listen for God's footsteps marching through history, then grab his coattails and hang on. May we see God's design for America as we celebrate President's Day. I'm Michael Medved. Dennis Prager here for My Hearing Centers in San Diego talking about their latest technology, Signia NX. My Hearing Centers is looking for San Diegans to test drive the best-sounding, most convenient hearing aids ever. Using revolutionary dual processors, Signia NX has the most advanced soundscape processing in the industry, giving you superior speech understanding, especially in noise. If you or a loved one is or are having difficulty hearing, or if understanding speech is becoming difficult, you're needed to try these innovative devices. Schedule an appointment today and you'll be given the opportunity to try this first ever natural sounding new technology right in their office. Call and schedule your free hearing evaluation and free trial in a San Diego area office near you with absolutely no fee or commitment. To be a part of this test, Google My Hearing Centers or call 619-822-2686. That's 619-822-2686 or Google My Hearing Centers for more information. AM 1170, The Answer. 
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Before the break, I was talking about uh, this Parkland shooting update where, you know, today, today the latest news was these kids rallying out there being used as props, in my opinion. Uh, very few people um, are willing to, at least that we're hearing in the media, are willing to talk about real solutions. Uh, did you guys hear that the day after the Florida shooting, Alabama did something that looks kind of like a good solution. Alabama passed a law expanding their stand your ground law. Do you remember stand your ground in Florida? That was the law that was in play with the Trayvon Martin case. Um, in Alabama, the stand your ground law was expanded specifically uh, to counter what happened in Texas at a church. And it's meant to empower uh, churchgoers and that that they can be deemed justified in the use of force if they reasonably, reasonably believe someone is about to hurt a church member. And I got to thinking, well, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think the solution should be that maybe stand your ground law should be expanded everywhere. But isn't that what our rights should already be? Aren't we already empowered by the Second Amendment to defend ourselves if we justifiably if we feel like we are reasonably under threat of harm how how is it that we are having to now pass legislation to restore rights that are already granted us under the second amendment joining me now to to end this wrap up this discussion and then and then move on to talk about um the shocking wow uh indictments from friday over 13 russians who set up some fake Trolling accounts is Herb London from the London Center of Policy Research. Hey, Herb, welcome back to the show. Well, always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much. Sure. Okay, so before we start talking about um, the scandal that involved, I think, $46,000 and 13 Russians going on Facebook, um, uh, your thoughts on this parkland and shooting and the push for today, John Kasich came out and said, well, what are you going to lose what do you have to lose if, if you are not allowed to buy an AR-15? Look, I think that people do not understand the Second Amendment at all. What you lose is the right to defend yourself. And that, of course, is inherent in our Constitution. You made the point, I think, quite appropriately, that preemption is a way for people to behave if they're being threatened. If they are being threatened, they have every right to defend themselves. And that, I think, is also implicit in our Constitution. The role that the United States plays, however, on this whole matter of violence is something that I think has to be seriously entertained. And this is not just gun rights. It's something to do with the nature of what is happening in the society today, what call the debasement of culture. If you watched, for example, the championship college game between Clemson and Alabama, the halftime entertainment was conducted by Kendrick Lamore. All you had to do was him during the course of that presentation. He held a crotch throughout, and the language that was employed was clearly the language of violence. Yeah. If you listen to the way in which Beyonce conducted herself two years ago at halftime in the Super Bowl when she had this tribute to yeah. Black Lives Matter, yeah. it was a tribute to violence. If you watch the videos, the young people, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids, watch every single day, it is a tribute the violence. There is too much violence in our society that is, in fact, promoted in large part because of the commercial activity associated with it. Yeah. That, it seems to me, should stop. Oh, look, I'm all in favor of the First Amendment. But it seems to me that when you're dealing with young minds and you're dealing with an environment where, in fact, 
there is the possibility that people will take so much of this seriously. I think we've got to be exercising a lot more care in the way in which we conduct ourselves in our American culture. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because before the show, I was talking to producer Todd about this, and he was telling me about uh, Grand Theft Auto, which is, I guess, on its eighth re- reiteration, which, you know, has a really popular video game to where you win points. It's all about murder. And um, I can't even remember some of the other graphic things he was telling me that's involved in this. And, you know, young kids are playing this. You remove the lessons of God and kindness and love and treating people with respect and having hope in a higher power than yourself and individual responsibility. You take that out and then you shove these kind of messages to a kid all day long. And what do you think is the outcome going to be? And, you know, it, it, well, this is precisely my point. You know, I mean, look, I don't think there's any question about it. It is this constant drumbeat. Now, because people see violence doesn't necessarily mean they will act in a violent way. Right. But if you're creating an environment where this sort of thing occurs, the likelihood is you're going to get more examples of violent behavior. And that is what troubles me about the United States today. Yeah, in fact, one of the other things I mentioned before uh, to DJ Carrotsticks was that it, there used to be a time when, when Democrats actually understood this issue. Tipper Gore wanted to have uh, labels put on CDs and records to warn parents about violent content. And, you know, she was mocked and ridiculed, but at least we had, you know, a Democrat and, and people on the left, you know, somebody out there, you know, recognizing the, the issue here because, um, you know, if music can soothe the soul it can also rouse anger if movies and entertainment can bring tears to our eyes if it can bring joy to us and and then out of that um you're then likely to be kinder to somebody it can have the reverse effect we've got to just take a look at this in our culture i got to move on from there because uh we got to get into this uh russian situation i am talking to herb london from the london center of policy research okay so herb year and a half a lot of money spent on an investigation to investigate Trump-Russian collusion. And so far, what I got, tell me if I'm wrong, but so far all I got out of it is that there were some 13 Russians who set up some fake trolling accounts and spent, I think, according to Facebook, $46,000. And I'm thinking, you know, that sounds like one day from HuffPo. Well, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we've made a mountain out of a molehill. I mean, what, I mean, what you're talking about here is in some sense rather absurd. If you look at this contextually, the Russians have been involved in American activity for a considerable period, going back to the 1920s when the NKVD, even before there was a KGB, the NKVD was active in the United States, had influence or tried to influence politicians. I had a relative who was killed by the NKVD largely because he was a socialist who refused to become a communist. So, I mean, you don't have to tell me about the role the Russians have played in the United States. This is a trifling matter, truly trifling, but it also suggests something else. The argument that Donald Trump is in some sense involved in collusion with the Russians is absurd. These 13 people got involved in trying to uh, sow discord in the United States in 2014. Donald Trump didn't even recognize the fact that he's going to run for president in 2014. So it is on its face thoroughly, thoroughly absurd. Yeah, and, you know... uh... 
Facebook actually came out. Rob Goldman from Facebook came out and he said the majority of the Russian ad spend happened after the election. He says, we shared that fact, but very few outlets have covered it because it didn't align with the main media narrative of Trump in the election. Well, you know, if if these Russians were indicted for um, disparaging people politically and for waging an information warfare, that's our mainstream media here in the United States. Well, it's also true that President Obama was well aware of what was happening. And that was one of the reasons why he asked so many Russian diplomats to leave the country. But that was the extent of it. If one recognizes the fact that the Russians have insinuated themselves or tried to insinuate themselves into American politics, and this might be declared a kind of act of war or an act of uh, disinformation, then it seems to me we ought to respond appropriately. And that the United States has hackers that are far more sophisticated than the hackers in Russia. And so there's an awful lot of damage that we can do and probably should do. And so I would love to see a response on the part of the United States. It doesn't have to be announced. And in fact, it would be preferable if it were not announced. But it strikes me that the Trump administration now has an obligation to do something of a reciprocal nature. In, the, in Russia today. I agree. Um, you know, there was no reciprocity after China. It, how was it? Forty years worth of government workers' identities were stolen in a cyber warfare attack that literally was cyber warfare against us, and the, the Obama administration didn't respond at all. And now the, that, now, the, now the narrative about Trump is uh, they don't have him on, on, on collusion. There's no evidence there um, because let's remind everybody what Rosenstein said. There was no evidence of any, any collusion, and there's no evidence that it affected the outcome of the election. So now the narrative against Trump is, well, he never recognized that we're actually trying to do anything to us. Well, neither did Obama going back to 2014, and neither did Obama do anything about China when they waged cyber warfare against us. We should be operating every day under the assumption that every other country out there is actually trying to wage some form of warfare against us and try to affect the outcome of the election. But let's talk about in the last couple minutes we have left about who who joined with the Russians actually to meddle in our election in an attempt to interfere. And they had a lot more than 13 people involved and spent a lot more than $46,000. And it was Hillary Clinton who paid for a warrant to spy on her opposition by paying this foreign agent that uh, to craft a defamation file that the FBI knew was lies and then went to a FISA court and lied about it in order to spy. Now, supposedly, Saggy, Soggy Sessions has come out and said, we're going to finally investigate that. But I, I don't believe him. Well, I don't know whether to believe him or not, but I can tell you that this is clearly an egregious act. It's an act of treason. And what it suggests is that Mr. Steele, who's a rather unsavory figure to begin with, was the one who obtained this information from Russian agents. So you know that it was unreliable to begin with. Then you go to a FISA court with unreliable information, and you try to convince the court that you need a FISA surveillance activity in order to cope with it. It's remarkable, absolutely remarkable. And it was undoubtedly an attempt to undermine the Trump administration and the Trump campaign. Well, yeah, and and then afterwards, when Trump won, it's meant to undermine him as a president, and, and the the goal is ultimately to find some way to impeach him. And Jeff Sessions should have never recused himself, and he should unrecuse himself at this point. And one of the things I think I'm the only one that's mentioned this, and and I'm curious in the minute we have left, this whole thing about Russia supposedly started because Hillary Clinton claimed that she had been hacked by the Russians, and that's how her, all of her emails that nobody ever said weren't true, but all the emails that were going on with 
with her and with Podesta and all that in the lead up that, that did a lot of damage to her campaign, that that supposedly was the Russians hacking her. Her evidence was based on this company called CrowdStrike. The FBI never was allowed any look at her servers. And I still haven't heard that mentioned. If that happened and if she was right and CrowdStrike was right and the Russians hacked her, her servers and the DNC, why wasn't that in this indictment? Well, it, it certainly should be. But what is so interesting about that is that in the book that was written about the campaign, again, please excuse me, I don't remember the name of the authors, they make specific mention of the fact that Hillary Clinton said uh, right after the campaign was over that we are going to use the Russian card in order to undermine the Trump administration. So it was a strategy. It was a clear strategy that if Hillary Clinton lost this campaign, she was going to do everything that she could with the deep state to try and destroy the Trump administration. Well, you know, we'll see if one of there was a few chants from the people when during President Trump's general election campaign. Hashtag build the wall and hashtag drain the swamp and drain the swamp. And, oh, and um, lock her up and lock her up was not a meaningless chant. And it was not specific to Hillary Clinton. It was about accountability. It was about a lawless government from Fast and Furious, IRS, the email scheme, Benghazi. Uh, now, now this and the Trump administration has an opportunity to start holding people accountable. And if just Jeff Sessions isn't going to do it, uh, then some then he needs to get out of the way because we all know where the criminals are who interfered in an election and and or corrupt in terms of trying to unseat a free and fairly elected president and who uh, in a gross abuse of power use the court system as a weapon for politics, and that's the FBI, the DNC, Obama administration, and Hillary Clinton. And something needs to be done. Final thought, Herb, before we got to go. Well, the final thought is you've got a clean house. I mean, the upper echelons of the FBI and the CIA clearly have to be looked at very carefully. You have to look at people like Clappard and Brennan, who have obviously had some authority over these matters during the years when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. And then I think you've also got to look at the SAPs, that are special access programs that were on her server. Yes. Only 12 people in the United States have access to these programs. So she was clearly reckless in the way in which she used classified material that very few people in the United States are even permitted to read. One of the reasons why the Comey investigators were somewhat restrained is because they did not have the authority to read these documents. So what we're talking about here is a person who had a very different set of conditions for herself, very different from those who worked in the State Department and very different from other Americans. It strikes me that that we are living in a society where we're equal before the law, and that includes the Clintons as well. Herb London, thank you so much for being here. How can people read your stuff? Uh, Just take a look at LondonCenter.org. I'd love to hear from your listeners, by the way. So please have them look into the website. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. I am well over here. DJ Carrot Sticks is about having a little hissy fit over there. Not really. But anyway, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to go to the phones because we've got a caller. They're waiting. And then we're going to we're going to talk about who is expecting me to repay a debt on the basis of my womanhood. What? And hero of the week and stink of the week coming up later. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Message and data rates may apply. Warning texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can because a special opportunity is just one text away. 
The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VISION11 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VISION11 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VISION11 to 350350. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-11 to 350350. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one One call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star one one to eight five eight five zero dude you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment people all over the country trust bosley because they're ahead of the curve they use the latest technology to give you your real hair 
their back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-1-1 to 85850. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling along here. Got a little bit, bit of a public service announcement, I got to tell y'all, because I just saw a breaking news story on local news here in San Diego. Um, y'all know what Catalina Island is out there, for those of you who don't live in California. That's where Natalie Wood drowned off the coast of Catalina Island. What y'all may not know is because of a movie that was made there many years ago, there's a whole lot of bison on the island. They were brought in for a movie, and then they just multiplied and procreated. Now there's a whole bunch of bison there. Well, evidently a man got gored on Catalina Island. He got gored by some bison. And public service announcement is... Stay away from bison. When I mean, you're going on Catalina, go hang around Avalon. Go walk the beach. Rent a golf cart. What are you doing going up and, and messing with bison? I got to tell you all that. Come on now. DJ Carrot Sticks, if you go to Catalina, stay away from the bison. I will. I mean, come on. These are the kinds of things that it's kind of like when I'm riding, when I'm driving on the roads and you, there may be many of you out there that are motorcyclists who love motorcycles, but it's like, I can't tell you how many times some kid whizzes past me on the freeway doing like 150 miles an hour. And I think, you know what? He's going to lose all his skin when he, when he gets into a wreck. And you know what? Am I going to feel sorry for him? It's kind of like that. You get gored by bison because you're getting too close to bison. I ain't going to feel sorry for you. I'm not even sure why it's on the news. And I'm not even sure why I'm still talking about it. I'm going to go to the phones because there may be somebody with something smarter to say. And it looks like we've got Steve from Illinois on the phone. Hey, Steve, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. It probably ain't nothing smart to say, but uh, I was listening to your your guest you had on talking about the Russian involvement in in the uh, election meddling and stuff like that. And and Rosenstein, he even he made comments that that Russia used pro and anti-Trump advertisements to affect the elections. And even after the elections, the Russians were were trying to meddle with after the elections were over with and, and and disrupting elections and everything like that. And these ads were supposed to be putting derogatory stuff out there to affect uh, these elections. What what is lamestream doing right now? What is Hollywood's doing right now? Everything prior and after the election has been nothing but to def- defraud Trump and. and make him look like some evil guy, all these allegations of these past uh, sexual harassment things and stuff like that. What's the difference between Russia putting ads out there that were either pro or anti-Trump with with the, the conclusion that they were supposed to, to – uh, manipulate the election. Right. Good point. I got to right. leave it there, Steve, because we're going to be up on a break in a couple minutes. But that's an excellent point because there is no difference. We actually have mainstream media outlets like CNN and MSNBC who lie all day long, lie, flat out lie. It, there, that is. So when Rosenstein came out Friday and said that in the indictment, it was about disparaging 
a politician to interfere with an election as well as waging a war of an information war of disinformation, I immediately thought of CNN. Just yesterday, they accused Ted Cruz of refusing to come on and have an interview in regarding the what happened in Parkland, the Parkland shooting and discussion, discussing gun control. On air, they said that he refused to come on. Oh, I guess all Republicans are too scared to come on and, and face us and have a conversation about gun control. Well, he saw that and he tweeted out a copy of an interview that he did. He did a 15-minute stand-up live interview on the steps of Congress discussing it where he offered solutions that just weren't the solutions that the left wanted to hear. Flat out lied about him. It's all day, every day. This is what the left does. That's one reason why, in fact, this the entire Mueller investigation is nothing but about disparaging and about waging a war of disinformation. Steve, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll keep the lines open if anybody wants to call in. Uh, right now, um, speaking of waging a war of disinformation in Mexico, we've got uh, them. Uh, there's a race a campaign going on for Mexican president right down down there, and you wouldn't re- you wouldn't think that in another country that they the basis of their campaigns for presidency would be about the American president, but all the the. Uh, politicians running for office to be president of Mexico down there are all competing with themselves on how they can bash Trump and his wall. It's like a, it's, it's like a never Trumper competition down there. And it, it's actually not funny because the, to hear the, and of course we see this in our media because a lot of my radio stations here also broadcast out of Tijuana. So we hear this and we hear their, their campaign commercials as well as their campaign ads all day and to hear them say uh, to be campaigning with such hate against our president and hate against our country and demanding and saying that, that their key their key campaign issue is going to be to push back and do everything they can to fight us from building a wall and they say that it's because it's not necessary well if it's not necessary then why would you care whether or not there's a wall why would you care if you don't have intent to to come into my home Knowing I don't want you there, then why would you demand that I leave the door off? Why would you demand that I not have locks on my home? If you weren't intending to come in and eat all the food out of my refrigerator and sleep under a roof that I pay for. It's disgusting, actually, to hear these campaigns going on in Mexico south of the border. And by the way, a country whose immigration laws are far stricter than ours and we're the racist? It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, and oh, by the way, I wish I had thought of it, but I think it was Lynn Patton, who is the friend of the the Trumps. I think she actually worked for the foundation for Eric Trump, who she had a great quote. She had the best quote, I think, that I've heard so far. She was the one that I heard who said, liberal logic, 13 Russians can affect the outcome of the U.S. Um, uh, general election for president, but millions of illegals can't. Think about that, right? D.G. Carrot sticks, he's not in his head, right? Yeah. We need to do something about voter laws in this country. We need to take care of. And in fact, you know what they have down in Mexico right now? Voter ID. You can't go vote in Mexico if you don't have ID to go vote. And that's what we need here. We need to build the wall and we need voter ID here in this country. The, one of the things that's happened is the Parkland shooting has kind of taken the whole immigration debate and dock off the table. But that needs to come back right away. And speaking of coming back, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We've got my womanhood. I need to confront my womanhood. Who thinks Andrea K needs to confront her womanhood? We'll talk about that and the awards for this week's Hero of the Week and Steak of the Week. Stay tuned.
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Now's the time to call and enroll your student at a quality private school for half price. Call now, 844-800-5757. AM1170, The Answer, has lined up some of San Diego's finest private schools just for you. Call AM1170, The Answer, and get the 2018-19 school year, preschool through high school, for half price. This is such a blessing that'll save your family a lot of money. So what are you waiting for? See the complete list of schools at am1170theanswer.com or tap the AM1170 mobile app. Pick your school, then call us at 844-800-5757 to lock in your child or grandchild's enrollment for half price. Give your student the solid foundation they can only get from a quality private school. Call now and give them that education for half price. Don't wait. These schools are going fast. Call 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. 2018-19 school year for half price. 844-800-5757. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Dennis Prager here for My Hearing Centers in San Diego talking about their latest technology, Signia NX. My Hearing Centers is looking for San Diegans to test drive the best-sounding, most convenient hearing aids ever. Using revolutionary dual processors, Signia NX has the most advanced soundscape processing in the industry, giving you superior speech understanding, especially in noise. If you or a loved one is or are having difficulty hearing, or if understanding speech is becoming difficult, you're needed to try these innovative devices. Schedule an appointment today and you'll be given the opportunity to try this first ever natural sounding new technology right in their office. Call and schedule your free hearing evaluation and free trial in a San Diego area office near you with absolutely no fee or commitment. To be a part of this test, Google My Hearing Centers or call 619-822-2686. That's 619-822-2686 or Google My Hearing Centers for more information. Hewitt here with more news about our Aloha Talkers Hawaii cruise this summer. Usually these vacations only feature one of our talk show hosts, but the Aloha Talkers Hawaii cruise gives you three of us. Myself, along with Larry Elder and Mike Gallagher, island hopping in paradise and discussing the state of our country. Enjoy luxurious shipboard accommodations and dining, thrilling excursions on the island. Then at night we all get together for an insider's discussion of what's going on in our country. We've got some stories to tell. So come and join us, Larry, Mike, and me in paradise, the Aloha Talkers Hawaii Crew. August 11th through the 18th. Seven relaxing days and tropical nights. The La and Poe in Hawaiian. It's my favorite places in all the world. Join me along with Larry Elder and, yes, Mike Gallagher this summer. 
for the most relaxing and most stimulating cruise you'll ever experience. For details, just log on to am1170theanswer.com and use the keyword aloha. That's am1170theanswer.com, keyword aloha. We're going to have a wonderful time. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Um, it's about time somebody confronted me for my womanhood, I guess, right? You know, um, I don't know. Um, I don't even know what to say about this. Yeah. There's an organization out there called Confront White Womanhood, okay? Um, this was actually kind of confusing to me because I thought, you know what, why, why, does, why does womanhood need to be confronted when you're a group of people who are trying to tell us there's no such thing as being a woman, that gender is a social construct, but at the same time, even though I don't get to choose my gender, or I do get to choose my gender— um, evidently something is fixed within me called white womanhood. So I guess I get to choose my gender, but if I'm born white, then my inherent white supremacist in me is fixed forever. See, it's very confusing. That's why the left can never really answer any second and third level questions because it's all nonsense. But here is the latest game of identity politics meant to justify, meant to justify the oppression of white people. Literally, they say that their mission is to empower discussions about individual complicity, empower attendees to disrupt white supremacy from within their own communities. Um, The four main areas, what is white womanhood? Well, it's uh, we simultaneously hold social and financial power as white people while suffering under the confines of womanhood. So, see, I'm oppressor and oppressed at the same time, according to these people. What are the four areas in which I supposedly hurt other people based upon my white womanhood, violence, universalism, post-racial optimism, and white saviorism, right? I mean, I sound like I'm that character out of In Living Color, the dude who used all the big words, let me flagellate on your prostate, right? Y'all remember him? What does even some of these terms mean? Post-racial optimism. That's where I'm a white supremacist if I happen to think that things have gotten better, since the days of slavery and which and and the days of which black people you know couldn't sit at the, at the soup counter uh white saviorism that's where um when when a white person tries to do something to help a black person i guess that in effect is makes you a white supremacist as well um violence is um when violence by white women is when protecting white women is used as justification of violence against men of color confused are you confused dj carrot sticks very confused. See, you should be educating me because you took a class here in San Diego, right? That was about confronting your white manhood. Yes. History of whiteness. All right. Now, what did you learn? Because maybe you can help interpret for me here. Because I'm confused because I'm, opp- I'm, I'm oppressed as a woman, but I'm also oppressing others. Meanwhile, this is from the same people who tell us there's no such thing as gender as a choice. You Can you answer? No, I can't. Okay. Well... 
Uh, what does it mean to confront white womanhood? Well, it's time to be accountable for the harm we cause, however unintentional it may be. This means confronting ourselves and our communities in the ways we support, organize, and interact with people of color. How do they want us to do this? Here's the bottom line. They say that we need to create a habit of sharing, wait for it, financial and labor-based resources with people of color-led groups with, quote, no expectations of outcome or credit. There it is. They want my money. That's the bottom line here. They're willing to forgive me for being a white woman as long as I'm willing to give them my money. Why didn't you just say so? Instead, you're just trying to shame me into going to my pocketbook. And that's what every bit of liberalism is all about. That's what identity politics is all about. It's about dividing us up, telling the minorities... That they are victims and victimized by Republicans and, and I guess white people. And now they've kind of come up with one group that's a hybrid telling us that we're victims and oppressors. But at the end of the day, it's all about amassing power and it's all about taking money from people to give power to a centralized government. It's all about power and money. Anyway, now it's time. It's that time in which we give out the awards. And it's a perfect time because the Olympics are on. I don't know when the closing ceremonies are, but here's my own award ceremony for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Let's start with Hero of the Week because the heroes for me are always the average American citizens. It's never anybody who uh, is a professional athlete. It's never anybody who walks a red carpet. It's never anybody who stars in a movie. It's never anybody in sports or even in politics. It's always the average American. And it's always, and and it's at the worst of times in which we see the best of America and the best of Americans. And I can't think of a a better American than that, than coach and security guard Aaron Feiss in Upland, Florida, who literally used himself as other teachers have done in these school shootings, like in Connecticut and in Sandy Hook, where teachers literally provided human shields against bullets. God bless Aaron Feist. God bless his family and all the victims down there. True American hero. And there should be more talking about him right now than, than there should be more praise of him and less anger and hate towards President Trump right now in the media. As for stink of the week, I put it, I always put it out there to you guys here of the week and stink of the week. Stink of the week has got to be, according to everybody out there, the FBI. For their failures. Uh, runner-up for Stink of the Week for me. I got my runner-up for Stink of the Week, speaking of the Olympics, is Lindsey Vaughn. Because she said there wasn't no way she was going to the White House. And then karma got into the picture and girlfriend didn't win one medal for the Super G. She went super loser. And now we'll see what happens in the downhill tonight. But it ain't looking like she's got any White House visit in her future. Because girlfriend ain't even going to be asked. You got anybody you want to, you're thinking about DJ Carrot Sticks for Stink of the Week? Fergie for this rendition of the, the worst anthem ever. No, the worst was Roseanne. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn out there singing. I, I hadn't heard. I saw that Tucker was doing a story on it, but I hadn't heard it. What the stink? Keep it original. Keep it original. Yeah. Um. It's you know you know who it's not quite as bad as Jose Feliciano back in the day. You need to Google that one from when I was a kid. Anyway, love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Right here, six to seven PM tomorrow on AM eleven seventy. Love you all.
The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.